What's happening, guys? It's Two Cents Worth. It's your host, Ryan DeFaber. It's what you guys have been waiting for. I am back for my week in review, where we talk about what's been going on in my world, my life, my crazy kids, <sighs> things going on in the world, sports, everything in between. So, we're going to start with uh, Sunday this time. Usually I start with a Monday. The last two times I started with Monday, but Sunday um, there was some decent stuff going on, so I want to just kind of go through some of it, especially in the uh, world of sports and uh, just kind of my everyday life. So kind of like um, Will Ferrell in Old School, we started our morning off with not Home Depot and Bed Bath & Beyond, but what a uh, married couple with kids would do. We went to Costco, Party City, and Publix, so... The uh, the eldest kid Nolan he um, he's turning six next week so we're trying to have a birthday party for him on Sunday fingers crossed got some bad weather coming into Charlotte um, and so we got to hit up Party City to get the party favors balloons all that stuff so Costco before Party City and then we finished our uh, wonderful trek through the city of Charlotte at Publix grocery store to get the remaining groceries that we don't get at Costco so that was exciting. Um, which, you know, with two kids, I actually held it together. I was very surprised. Lindsay and I were like, all right, maybe we don't do Publix after Party City because, you know, it's going to be around lunchtime and these kids might lose their minds and yada, yada, yada. Thankfully, they didn't. They all held it together nicely. And um, for some reason, (laughs) and let me know if your kids are the same way, Um, but Harrison absolutely loves the grocery store. Loves it. Uh, if if I tell him I'm going to the store, first thing he asks, grocery store? And Harrison's my youngest. He's, he's two. In grocery store? Uh, yeah, I'm going to the grocery store. I come. I want to come. And he gets the race car. Uh, we try and always get the race car. He likes sitting in the race car when he doesn't. And he doesn't like the grocery store as much. But usually sits in the race car. He likes that idea of like the fact that he thinks he's driving and everything, I, I guess. But... My God, this kid loves the grocery store. My parents watch him a lot when he's not in uh, preschool, and they take him to the grocery store. And the grocery store near their house, every employee knows him. And I, I don't – funny kid, but f- what two-year-old – what kid in general likes the grocery store that much? I Nolan didn't. Nolan still hates going to the grocery store unless, you know, we bribe him with, well, we'll get you something, which – I hate doing, so I don't really try and do it at all, but, you know, whatever. Uh, from there, got home, watched the Panthers look like absolute dog shit. Um, fourth straight loss, and in those four weeks, we have ranked 32nd in defense and 32nd in special teams. Cam last week threw four interceptions. We looked absolutely horrendous. It was embarrassing. It was awful to watch, and I really hope this week when they play the Browns – sorry, I just hit my mic because of – a little gnats flying around. Um, when they play the Browns, that there's going to be some type of motivation to turn this thing around. We finished halfway through the season, eight games in, six and two in playoff. You know, pole position for a playoff spot. And a month later, we're six and six. We're not in the playoffs. Um, I think we're se- seventh or eighth right now in the playoff picture. Six teams make it in from each division or each conference. So. Um, yeah, so hopefully we turn around against the Browns, but then our last three games are tough, man. We got the Saints twice, who are arguably the best, if not one of the best teams in the NFL, and the Falcons, who we always struggle to play against. So, um, yeah, tough four games to remain. Uh, moving on, May after watching the Panthers lose to the Bucks uh, in a terrible game, I made a uh, good paleo casserole. Uh, I put it on my Instagram. Go check it out. Um, it was uh, chicken and and then chicken sausage was in it as well. Spaghetti squash, homemade barbecue sauce, and everything. It was it was good. Um, it makes for good leftovers too. I think the next time I'm going to try it, it'll have butternut squash in it because the spaghetti squash made it a little um, watery. So uh, the butternut squash might hold it together a little more. Um, and I, as you know, I've talked about the cross uh, CrossFit world a few times on these on these shows. So on a Sunday night, I'm getting into this Netflix stuff, man. I I avoided it for so long. We didn't really have time to watch TV, but um, 
I don't know. I haven't been as tired as I normally was there in the the beginning of the year. I guess my body is really kind of now just used to um, waking up at four and not really having any issues throughout the day. So I, I, this is going to sound sad, but I've been staying up to like nine, nine thirty, maybe ten every once in a while, and uh, watching some TV and more, and like on and Netflix around some documentaries and some comedy specials. So. I wanted to just see a little more about CrossFit, as I know a lot about it, as a, as a person that doesn't do CrossFit, but I know a lot about it um, because of the friends that I have and the people that do it. So I watched this documentary, um, The Redeemed and the Dominant, which is the documentary from the 2017 CrossFit Games. And again, I talked about it um, when Mike Claudio, Episode 4, and Oren Thompson, Episode 7 were on. The top athletes are incredible. It's the ones that aren't the top athletes, the day-to-day people that um, you worry about doing some of these movements the wrong way. So that that is what I will say in that. But uh, it was good. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was good to see top athletes like that doing type, that, that type of exercise. It does kind of give you a little motivation as you go into the week, watching it on a Sunday, going into the week, waking up Monday morning, going to the gym, that type of thing. So it was cool. I, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, in golf world, John Rahm won the Hero Challenge. It's that tournament that's in the Bahamas that Tiger Woods puts on. I think it's only like 20 players get invited to it. So um, he won that. Ricky Fowler won it last year. So it was kind of cool getting to see that because right now the only golf that's going on um, here in the U.S. that you can watch is European Tour. So watching that, that was kind of cool, um, especially coming off the Phil and Tiger uh match that over Thanksgiving that was highly disappointing. The commentary that I had here in my house with my friends was more entertaining than the shit talking that was not occurring during the Tiger and Phil match that everyone thought was going to happen and all the side bets that were supposedly going to happen. I think uh, there was more side bets and banter going on in my household than there was on that five hours on the golf course. So uh, good to see John Rahm win. Seems like a good guy. He's a pretty good player. He is European. So, you know, anybody listening in in Europe, don't hate. But, you know, as an American, I want to see the U.S. Uh, players win as much as possible. And back into the NFL, Packers fired Mike McCarthy. So, um if you've been following it at all, and, and it's basically everything that everyone wants to talk about this week because it is a big story in the NFL because of how long he was there at the, uh, in Green Bay. But um seems like him and Aaron Rodgers just couldn't get along, couldn't put get on the same page, and uh, the uh, organization decided to stick with their franchise player over uh, the coach. So uh, in that case, the, the player won, and um, Aaron Rodgers – in what they are saying, got his way and got Mike McCarthy out, and now he'll uh, we'll, we'll see who they replace him with. They're saying Josh McDaniels from the the Patriots uh, potentially is going to be the top pick for uh, the next coach there. And then uh, finally on Sunday, the college football playoff and bowl games were announced. I'm going to go through some of those later, but um, as a Notre Dame fan, excited to see that Notre Dame got in. Uh, anybody that's going to play in the, these games – they're going to be tough games. So they get, they drew Clemson, um, and then uh, Alabama got Oklahoma. So I think it's going to be a good playoff. We'll see. You never know. Crazier things have happened. I don't think it's a guarantee that Alabama or Clemson are going to play in the national championship, but they are certainly the two favorites. So we go into Monday. Worked out. Workout partner Pete. Kid was sick the night before. He has, the youngest, he has three kids. The youngest was sick, so he didn't make it in. Um, knocked out that workout. Got the week started on the right foot. It was a good workout. Again, I've talked about it quite a bit. I've put a lot of stuff on my Instagram. The previous workout we did, it was more to like, it was so high rep, and it was 12, 10 or 12 weeks, and it was so high rep that our strength, uh, and I, I try to stick to the programs as much as I, po- I possibly can, but the strength just wasn't getting there, and we it didn't feel like we were getting stronger. It felt like we were just fatiguing our bodies. So we are three weeks, as of this morning, three weeks into a nine-week program. And just in those three weeks, um, Pete and I's strength on a lot of our core lifts are getting much better. So uh, nothing against the previous workout that we did, but it just wasn't what we're trying to accomplish in the gym. And and so that was – it was good to – it's good to get on a program that is going to help me get stronger again and and reach my my goal. So my goal is – Try and get down to 185. Now, yes, I understand muscle weighs more than fat, so I don't really ever weigh myself. It's more of like, how do I look in the mirror? Um, 
and you know where are some of the key areas that I need to work on. So I hold my weight in uh, basically underneath my chin and in my uh, midsection. So um, the unfortunate thing is I really like beer and craft beer, and that's just what I like to drink. And I try and hold off as much as I can during the week, but it's the weekends, man. The weekends kill me. And I've been staying on my diet this week and last week uh, coming off Thanksgiving. So I'm going to really try and stay uh, strict on that throughout the uh, next couple weeks and as we get into Christmas and into the new year. But um, the goal is 185 right now. The last I weighed in was, I think, earlier this week, weighed in at 193. So I can get there. I'm not too overly concerned about it. I'm not going to, you know, die about the the weight. It's going to be more so how do I look, right? Because the weight, I can get there easily by just cutting a lot of calories and, and doing a lot of cardio, but that's not really what I want to do. I want to build muscle and also try and lean down. So it might take a little longer to get to the 185, but as long as I'm happy with what I see in the mirror, I'm not too worried about what the scale says. So um, that's that's just where I'm at. Uh, Nolan's bike showed up. So last week, Harrison's bike. So we're getting the boys' bikes from quote-unquote Santa. His bike showed up uh, as well as some other presents. So things are uh, arriving. Um, and I think Lindsay mentioned we are just down to basically one present left for the boys, um, which is going to be nice, you know, not to have to worry about uh, getting any more, more presents over the next couple of weeks. I think we basically have our uh, holiday Christmas shopping done minus one thing. So Nolan's bike showed up, other presents showed up. So I got home and as I got home, uh, I left work a little early. Boss was okay with it. Um, because listen, every day I trust humanity a little less. So when you see that you have all these packages arriving at your house, especially around this time, I want to come home and, and thankfully I have the ability to work from home as I need to. Um, so left work a little early, got home around like two thirty in the afternoon and my garage doors open. I'm like, what the hell? And I had asked my dad earlier in the day to come over and kind of move the presents, um, because he's retired and, and uh, he had, he was, he was around, they live a couple miles down the road. So he came over and moved the, the presents, but I was like, I still want to get them in because who knows who saw them out and whatnot. You just never know. So I come home and my garage door is wide open at two 30 in the afternoon. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, is someone to my house? I'm like, I'm, I drive up and I'm like, so I call my dad. I'm like, did you leave the garage door open? He's like, no, I never even went in your house. I'm like, what the hell? So I pull my car in and I get out. I'm on the phone with my dad at this point and I'm in the driveway and I'm like looking around. I'm like, I can hear the dog upstairs barking. So I'm like, the dog's still in his cage. So that's good. And I'm like, we set the alarm the hell and then all of a sudden the garage door closes i'm like what the fuck so i look and there's nobody there i'm like this is the strangest thing so i go in the front door alarm still set so i i undo that and all of a sudden the garage door opens again i'm like what in god's name is going on um so for 15 minutes i watch this garage door basically every couple minutes go up go down go up go down so i call uh garage door guru they come over and the guy's watching it, and he's like, oh, it, it might be a short in the system, whatever, da-da-da-da. So he uh, he does a fix on it, um, you know, a smooth $400 later. And as he leaves, the garage door goes back up again and then goes back down. I'm like, so I call him, I'm like, hey, listen, your fix didn't work. He's like, all right, uh, I can't get back out to you till Wednesday. Um, so basically, I just had to lock the garage from the inside. We park out in the, the driveway for the next two days, but... Um, he comes back on Wednesday, and, and we uh, we get a new garage door lift. The fix he did before was basically just trying to fix the current uh, lift, and he put a new what he called the logic board, which is how the base. It's basically how your garage door lift talks to the buttons and everything else, and and how it knows to open and close. And he comes back, and he's like, "I talked to the guys in the shop. We talked about this for like the last two days." We're like, he's like, "I am still so confused on why." your garage door was going up and down. He's like, I thought all communication through the garage door opener went through this logic board. And he's like, so thankfully he gave me a refund on the logic board. So I didn't have to pay for that. And then he gave us a new lift and, uh, it's all done. So, uh, if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, we talk about things come in threes and, uh, here at the house, we've, uh, we've got our third. So we had the washing machine. We had, the garage door, the washing machine broke the week of Thanksgiving. 
the garage door this week and then new mattress last week something like that or sort of something else i can't remember what else it was but basically uh lindsay and i have uh have had a fun year of home ownership we had to replace portions of our driveway this year and we got a fence in the backyard for the boys and the dog this year, so we've we've uh, we put a lot of money into the house this year, and 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 that's just uh, what you have to do as a homeowner. So it, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, on Monday, back to Monday, the Panthers, after our atrocious loss and four losses in a row, they fired the de- defensive line coach and the cornerback coach, and demoted the defensive coordinator back down to defensive line coach. And Ron Rivera, our head coach, is going to be. Uh, calling defensive plays in what I would consider, and I think it's whole, it's a shame, but with a new owner in, in place, I think it's a way of Ron trying to figure out how to save his job potentially because if you if we go back to the games that they have left, they could easily go 1-3 and three to finish the year and go from 6-2 and two to 7-9 and nine and not make the playoffs, and that with a new owner could potentially mean that Ron Rivera would be out of being the head coach, which is a shame because I think he's a really good coach for us and he's done a really good job for us, but um, it's a business and it's the business of winning and, and money, so that's what it is. Um, Social media wise, I created a Twitter account. I have stayed off of Twitter for years. I didn't. I never really understood it. Never got it. I'm talking to some people, and um, they said just do it. And and my podcast can link to Twitter. So whenever I post a um, a uh, publisher a, a, an episode, it'll go on to Twitter as well, just to kind of tweet out the fact that it one's up there. It's just another way to reach um, more listeners and try and get this thing. Uh, off the ground and, and running a little more. Um, any way that I can reach more potential listeners, uh, I'm, I'm going to try it. So I'm on Twitter. I am at SenseWorthPod. So two SenseWorth was taken, all these different things. So I went with SenseWorthPod. Um, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, go for it. Soccer world, football world, whatever you want to call it. In the U.S., we call it soccer. Luka Modric. One, Luka Modric is a midfielder for Real Madrid. He won the 2018 uh, Balloon d'Or Award, or, and if I said that wrong, sorry, uh, for um, the first time in... Um, he's the first Croatian to ever win that award, and he's also the first player since 2008 outside of Messi or Ronaldo to win the award. So for 10 years... The award has always gone to Messi or Ronaldo, back and forth. Both of them won five each. And so Luka Modric is the first person ever, uh, first Croatian ever win it, and then the first person in the last 10 years, first player in the last 10 years to win it. So it was a big deal in the soccer world. Um, so uh, congratulations to to him. He's a really good player, uh, but I, I don't know how all that voting goes and, and how that all works. So, um yeah, congratulations. Uh, and then uh, the finish of the day after the whole um, garage door thing, and I felt defeated, and I told Lindsay, I was like, it wasn't working. He was here on Monday, and he was like, I can put the new model in and charge you this, or you can try and do this fix. And I was like, I'll do the fix. So I went the cheap route, and the fix didn't work, and I was just feeling defeated because I was like, he was here. It could have been done. Now i got to wait till Wednesday. Like, I'm gonna spill more money out. And uh, so I was feeling a little defeated down on myself, which is, um, you know, something that uh, I just had to deal with on Monday and and move on from. So I finished the night by watching that CrossFit documentary, trying to get just, again, more motivation kind of going into Tuesday morning. And, um, you know, it was nice to kind of just sit down, got the kids to bed and and move on from it. So we go into Tuesday and uh, I wake up and see the Eagles had beaten the Redskins on Monday Night Football. (laughs) And if you're a Redskin fan, I'm sorry, because I think your season is now over. Um, but they lost Alex Smith, their starting quarterback, a couple weeks ago. And then Colt McCoy, their backup, snapped his leg, broke his tibia or fibia on Monday night. So then they have to go to the third-string quarterback, Mark Sanchez. And Mark Sanchez is famously known for the butt fumble when he played for the Jets. So this guy has not had the, uh, the most... Uh, you know, impressive career. So he's a third string quarterback for the Redskins that they just signed. And now he's going to be their starting quarterback for the last four games of the year. They are six and six. The Eagles are six and six and the Cowboys are seven and five. So the NFC East is um, a little more interesting now. 
The Eagles are playing well. Uh, the Cowboys are playing well. And the Redskins, who were playing well, are now, I, I think, are going to finish in third in that division. It's going to come down to the Eagles and Cowboys. And it'll be interesting. I think it's going to come down to the last week uh, of whoever wins that division. Um, because I think the Eagles are playing well enough that they can they can stay close and and um, what are they four games? So I don't think they'll go ten and six. Maybe a nine and seven wins that division, and the Cowboys could go two and two. The Eagles could go three and one and finish the year, and Eagles could get in. And and or it depends on their head to head, I guess. But both teams could finish nine and seven and come down to the last week. Should make interesting for uh, the NFL, um, which is what they want. They want the the week 17 games to mean something urban meyer quote unquote retiring from ohio state after um um after the rose bowl this year uh i personally and if you listen in florida uh, um and my brother-in-law went to florida and when Ur- and urban meyer is um famously leaving there to spend more time with his family because he's burned out and uh, he goes to commentating for a year and then one year later he's back at Ohio State and he's been there ever since. So they feel like he betrayed them. Uh, with the controversies that are going on with Ohio State this year, you could easily see that the kind of the door was kind of closing on him and they realized that that Ryan Day guy um, is a real good coach when, when Urban was out and potentially could be his backup. And now he's going to be the head coach as uh, Urban leaves. But retire, I don't think so. I think he's 54, I think they said he is. So, I mean, he's still young in his coaching career. And I think he will go somewhere else. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of him. I didn't like the way that he left Florida and, and that whole thing. And and then I was just I've never been a fan of Ohio State, so I've never I haven't been rooting for him over the last couple of years. I know he has a medical condition, and that's a that's a shame. But uh, just the way he runs his programs and the way he is, it, it, he's just kind of I don't know. He's slithery, snaky to me. I, I'm not a big fan of him. So we'll see if he actually really does retire or if he goes somewhere else. And uh, on Tuesday as well, the Mets, I mentioned it last week, it looked like a, a team was gonna in New York was going to sign Robinson Cano in a trade, and the Mets finalized that trade. So they got Robinson Cano, and they got all-star closer Edwin Diaz from Seattle. Seattle got outfielder Jay Bruce, reliever Anthony Schwarzak, right-hand pitcher Gerson Batista, and prospects Jared Kalanick and Justin Dunn. So I mentioned it a couple of weeks in a row, I am going to try and get baseball in here as much as I possibly can, and it is now um, starting to get busy in the offseason. There are some free agents signing. There are trades being made, so um, I feel like we're going to have something to talk about every single week in baseball, which is uh, which is nice because in the offseason, as, as you're a baseball fan, you kind of wait for February where pitchers and catchers re- report to spring training, and that's kind of also for me the sign of – Weather's going to start getting warmer, going to be able to go back out to the golf course a lot more than you kind of do in the wintertime. You kind of shut it down. Me and my friends will go out every once in a while, maybe once or twice, three times in the winter months um, because we can, maybe more, hopefully, if the weather's nice. But usually we kind of shut it down from now until February, and uh, that's usually the sign for me. I'm like, okay, spring's right around the corner. Weather's going to get nice. We can get back out on the course, play a little more. we got baseball coming up. Things are looking up for me. Give me one second. I had to drink some coffee this morning. Um, so, yeah, so that happened on Tuesday. So Wednesday, workout, got home, and I fell asleep on the floor. So earlier I mentioned how, I don't know, I've been staying up later. I the 4 a.m.s haven't been uh, hitting me too hard anymore. I'm feeling rejuvenated. Yeah, no, Wednesday came down with a crash, and uh, I got home from the gym. I was wide awake, got home, laid on the floor, because I'm all sweaty. I don't like to lay on the couch, and I'm home at 6 o'clock in the morning, so I'm the only one basically up. And uh, I wake up, and it's 7.15, and nobody else is awake in the house, so I have to get the boys up because i got to get Nolan ready for school. Um, and Harrison has school on Monday and Wednesday and Friday as well, so we got to get him to school. And... It it was just a Wednesday thing, I guess, but, man, Lindsay was in her own little world. Um, she she got up the same time the boys did, kind of meandered around, um, 
And the night before, she was like, I'll drop Harrison off because I have an event after work. So you'll need to pick the boys up and be home for Nolan to get off the bus. I'm like, yep, no problem. And she basically just had me get both boys ready to go to school. And she provided little to no help uh, throughout the morning. And her work that she wanted to get done just took precedence. So she was up here in the bonus room just working while... I'm trying to chase down the two crazy gremlins to get them ready for school. Nolan goes to school at 8, so I got him out of the bus, and then Harrison goes to school at 9, so then, like, the next hour, it's basically me, like, chasing him around and, and making sure he's good and getting things in the car and and everything, and she's just kind of in her own little world. Um, and again, didn't get Nolan, Harrison to school on time. I almost had to take him. I felt like I was, I was ready to just put him in my car and drive off because I was getting pretty fucking pissed but um you know i swallowed it and i understand hey we all have days like that and in in marriage or in a relationship um and especially with kids it happens you know sometimes the other your spouse or significant other sometimes need to take a a break mental break and things just kind of come up and for her i think that's kind of how it was i think wednesday was just kind of like she had been sick for the last couple weeks hasn't been sleeping i think she got a nice good night's sleep and woke up late and just was kind of, you know what, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do what I need to do. And, you know, everything else will kind of figure itself out and lean on Ryan. But, uh, it was certainly frustrating, but, um, and aggravating because it's certainly sometimes when you have those situations and, and, um, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, you sometimes just feel like the other person doesn't respect your schedule. Right. So like, I was working from home that day because the guy's going to come and put the new garage door uh, opener lift in. And so I'm like, all right, but my workday still starts at 7.38. Like, you know, emails start coming through, phone calls, those types of things start coming up. Like, I have to get my job done as well. And it was just kind of like, in my opinion, in my the way I felt, it was more of like, well, no, what I'm doing is more important. Plus, I also have to... Uh, go to this event, have to, I put air quotes around that, have to go to this event after work um, as well in downtown. So you're basically on dad duty and, and um, yeah, so, you know, and, and on Wednesdays, Nolan has swim. I had to get dinner ready and be- I had to get the boys to bed before she even got home. So it was, it was basically just a daddy day for me. And I'm okay with that. If I am expecting it and like Lindsay's not in town or other things are coming up, but not when like the person is present and they're just not helping. That is, I think, by far the most uh, frustrating thing. And it's, it's easy to go bullshit about it. But I was just like, you know what? Just get it done. She's going to go off to work. You're going to be able to work in silence for the rest of the day. Just get past nine o'clock. And the garage door guy will show up and it'll be a quick fix. And it was, and thankfully he got here like right around lunch. So I was able to take my lunch break, not miss any work or calls or anything like that. And he, he knocked that out in less than an hour and we were good and it's over. And we move on from that, uh, that stuff. So Lindsay, no help garage door installed in baseball. We're bringing baseball right back. I talked about it. It's a busy, busy time. The Nationals signed the top free agent pitcher, Patrick Corbin. So they signed him to a six-year deal, $140 million, and I think um, that's a pretty good rotation that they've just put together with adding him. So they have Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg already, and now you add Corbin. I think that's a good top of your rotation, uh, especially in the NL East. Uh, you know, the Braves were really good last year, a surprise team, but um, the Nationals were the favorite. They uh, underperformed. And I think this is a good sign that they need some pitching, and they added some of it, and it's a pretty good top of your rotation. Corbin, 56 and 54 in six seasons in the league. Um, so if you're a Nationals fan, you hope that he can match his form last year where he was an all-star. He was an 11-7 and on a Arizona Diamondback team that didn't make the playoffs, so 11-7 and is pretty good with a 3.15 ERA. It's a good ERA in baseball nowadays, so um, – it was a good stuff. It, it, I think it's a good signing from. I think it's also a sign, though, that they are not going to try and sign Bryce Harper back. Bryce Harper is a three hundred million dollar type contract. He's twenty six years old, prime of his career. He's going to get ten years from somebody, and we're going to get into that later. Um, that night, 
again, kind of a frustrating day, frustrating couple couple of days with the garage door and Lindsay not helping in the morning. So went into Netflix again. And uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm getting into it, but I'm barely scratching the surface. I'm still trying to trying to see what else, what, what's out there. So I started getting into outside of the, um, working out and lifting documentaries and, and, and that stuff. I went into this week comedy. So I watched, um, David tells and Jeff Ross's bumping mics and it's three episodes. And I watched those episodes and it was, uh, pretty damn funny. And then once those were all done, I started Anthony Jeselnik's special called thoughts and prayers and if you've never listened to him, um, his comedy is very dark comedy, and, but it is hilarious. And it's, he, the way he tells stories and how monotone he is, you never really know what the punchline is going to be. And then when he, when he says it, it's this like shock comedy. And I almost pissed myself the whole damn time. I was laughing so fucking hard. It was the, one of the funniest comedy specials i've ever watched um and and so it was it was nice to end the night that way and and move on to thursday and and um it was it was good so thursday we had planned to go christmas tree shopping which we did i worked out blah um, you know i can't talk about that enough worked out uh got a haircut looked good went short when you're gray and balding keeping your hair short is uh key uh, especially with me with light hair, um, it's uh, it's it's best for uh, you to keep your hair short so your baldness and grayness doesn't show as much as it would if you if you tried to keep it a little longer. So kept it short, which is nice. I look good. I feel good. Um, I also on Thursday reached out to some potential guests for the new year uh, that are kind of outside of my current network. So if you are aware and you've been listening. And the upcoming guests as well. They all are friends of mine or uh, high school friends, you know, people that have been in my life for the better part of since I've moved here in Charlotte in 99. So, again, most guests are from Charlotte. If not, they travel into Charlotte. And I haven't had anybody yet that travels into Charlotte to, to get on the show. Uh, so, they live in Charlotte. They're usually my friends. They've all been my friends so far. Um, so I reached out to some some people that are outside of my network that I uh, I've, I've connected with through social media. So I'm excited to um, have them on the show. I've reached out to a few and getting them lined up for late December January timeframe as we go into the new year. And I think it'll be it'll be good. It'll be a good uh, change from having people that I do know. It'll be um, good interviews and conversations because. Again, when you look at somebody like a person that you just see on social media, you see a small glimpse of their life, right? I mean, you see and you create a certain perception of who this person is. So it'd be cool to meet new people, expand my network, and get some different guests on the show and, and, and have some different types of topics and um, and, and direction. And it'll it'll be cool. And I'm, I'm excited for it. And I got some exciting stuff coming up that I, I'll, start, I'll share with you guys um, in the coming weeks that'll... Uh, That'll be pretty cool. Uh, last night, oh, we finished uh, Anthony Jeselnik's special, and again, it was hilarious. And, and and I mentioned his comedy's dark, so if you're easily offended, then this might annoy you. And he even says it, and where he filmed the special was in San Francisco. So San Francisco, a very uh, liberal city here in the U.S., um, one that uh, is a potential to potentially have people that get easily offended. And, um, so he, he purposely filmed it there. Um, which he even talks about, he's like, I filmed it here just to see people's reactions. And, um, he has this one joke and, uh, he, he said it and he was like, and in the episode, he's like, he's like, Oh, so this is where you guys start pulling back. He's like, hold on because the jokes get worse from here. And so it kind of just like lightens it. Like he's like, Listen, like it's gonna get worse. So if you, this is where you're gonna start getting weary as a as a um, as an audience, uh, buckle your seatbelts because things are gonna get a little a uh, little more uh, more uncomfortable. Um, but I talk about that like, the whole like if you're easily offended um, in comedy, and I look at this and and I've always thought this way in comedy like they're up there 
acting as storytellers. A lot of their jokes aren't real life. And a lot of their jokes, especially in a like a dark comedy type thing routine, it is a shock and awe type of response. They want to make you laugh at crazy situations. So if you're easily offended, I just want to say, like, in all honesty, and if you're easily offended, I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, you're you're probably not tuning into this because of the way that I just talk, in general, from cursing and talk about my kids being gremlins and and family and life and in general so i i think if um you're you're easily offended you've probably tuned out by now but if you get offended by stuff i get it like things suck in in life and you're allowed to have your opinions but you know in comedy it's supposed to make you laugh and you know at things that are sometimes unfortunate and and crazy circumstances so you know just go in there with just the mindset of look things might they might not be, I shouldn't laugh at this, or that upsets me that they talk about it. It's a joke. You know, like, it's a fucking joke. Like, relax, people. You know, life is too short to go through it uptight all the damn time, you know? Um, and, and if you disagree with something that somebody says, that's fine. But don't make it a big fucking deal. Like, just move on from it. Like, I, I can't, I cannot fucking stand the fact that, especially in this country right now, we're a bunch of fucking pansies that want to bitch and moan about every goddamn thing that happens. Like, life is too short. It's it's seriously too short. Don't get fucking pissed when people upset you. Just fucking move on from it. You know, you're allowed to state your opinion, and that's fine. But, like, just because somebody else's opinion doesn't agree with yours doesn't make them wrong in it. And not everybody has to fucking agree with you and make you feel good. Like, that's not life, you know? There are times when life sucks. And there's a lot of times where life is great, but life is short. So just fucking move on from it. Just move on. Don't get offended by shit. It's, it, it's not worth it. It, it. it fucking brings you down. It's, it's just not worth it. Just move on. Um, anywho, back to the regular scheduled program. Uh, finished the night. Got the Christmas tree. No one was pumped. Wanted to decorate it. I'm like, dude, no. It's, it's bedtime. Got to get you to bed. So we check on him before we go to bed. We check on both boys before we go to bed. And this dude put a Santa hat on and fell asleep. Go check out the Instagram. I put it up there. Um, dude's fast asleep with a Santa hat on. So he is full on in the um, holiday spirit. And, I, and I'm pumped for him because it's a great time of year. It's a good time to spend with family, friends, celebrate, and uh, just be happy for the year that was. You know, it, it might have some lows. It might have some highs, whatever it is. But you're finishing the year. You're going into the new year. It's a good time. Um, Friday here, woke up, saw the Titans crush the Jaguars in Thursday night football, 30 to nine. And I, uh, Derek Henry had a great night. He ran for 239, 238 yards, four touchdowns. And he had a 99 yard run that if you're a Jaguar fan, I am sorry, but your defense looked like dog shit. Uh, that was a display of how not to defend somebody. And it was terrible. And then, embarrassing and your team's an embarrassment your your coach is an embarrassment and a team that was incredible last year has fallen directly on their face this year they look awful uh college football awards have been going on all week i haven't been paying too much attention to them other than the fact that i saw that um and we're going to talk about the heisman candidates as i finish here uh, on the friday um update but tua uh tag of it Viola, I'm not even going to say his last name again. That was probably way wrong. Um, he won the Maxwell Award, and Tyler, Kyler, not Tyler. Oh my God, Ryan. Kyler Murray won the Best Quarterback Award. So uh, I know Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State is the third candidate for the Heisman, but um, he's a far third from these two. I, I, I'm going to give you my opinion on it, but um, uh here in a little bit but Tua won the maxwell award which was player of the year and murray won the nation's top quarterback um award that was in atlanta those were the two awards that happened and that i i saw uh walter camp award for the best player also went to tua while murray won the associated press player of the year um so 
if you look at it again, Dwayne Haskins isn't getting any awards, and those two are cleaning house right now before Saturday's Heisman. It's going to come down to those two, and uh, I'll I'll tell you who I think is going to win here in a second. But a part of that was back to Notre Dame. Quick nod to them. My favorite team, our head coach, Brian Kelly, won Coach of the Year, so congratulations to him and, and our fans and the team. Uh, great year, 12-0, third in the country, playing Clemson in the Cotton Bowl. Hopefully we win, and uh, we get to play in the national championship. That'd be pretty freaking sweet. Uh, first three weeks of uh, the new nine-week workout program that Pete and I are doing was finished today, and it's been really good. I mentioned it earlier, the strength is coming back very quickly. Um and I'm working on my weight goal and weight goal as in losing weight, getting to a body weight that I want to be at, as well as uh, weight goals of certain lifts. So um, I'm trying to get back up to 405 on deadlifts. I did 315 on my last set of four today. Our deadlifts were four sets, eight to 12 reps. I got 315 for eight reps. I put that little video up on Instagram as well, um, just to kind of show some of the progress. Um, and so I'm building that strength back and getting deadlifts, uh, working on the form still, still have some stuff that I need to work on. Uh, thanks to my buddy, Oren, who was on episode seven. He hit me up after watching that video. Again, he's a trainer. So he hit me up and gave me some tips of stuff that I need to do, um, to just have better posture in my, my deadlift. So, um, you know, boring to some, but exciting to me that I have people that are going to hold me accountable and help me out along the way, which is great. So I appreciate that big OT. Um, next week, we are going to – the program is is set up in um, thirds. So the first three weeks was certain um, workouts. The next three weeks are going to be different workouts, and the final three weeks are going to be different workouts. So it's kind of nice. It's not this same, like, 10 to 12-week program that – me and Pete do a lot of where it's basically like 10, 12 weeks of the same crap every single week. And by like nine, 10 weeks, you're just burnt out from it. So this will be good. So I'm excited about next week as well. So it's again, like you finish Friday and you're ready to kind of get into Monday and start the week off from a, a workout perspective and get your week going. So I'm, I'm excited about that, which is, um, which is the things I get excited about in my life. Uh, I also put up a video about people not re-racking their weights I'm going to go on a quick tangent on this one, but I just don't fucking understand just how rude people are. Like, you took the time to put the weight on the bar. Don't leave the fucking shit on the bar. Take it off. Put it back. Like, today, I walk in, and on the ground, it's a deadlift. It looked like someone was deadlifting, and they had... 345s and a 25 on one side and then a 45 on one side. So it looked like they started taking the weights off and then they just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving. And then in the other rack, there was somebody that uh, where Pete and I were going to deadlift that just left 315 on the bar from the night before. So the the staff at our gym apparently doesn't do shit, doesn't hold anybody accountable. And the own fucking people in the gym don't hold themselves accountable. Listen. I'm not your fucking mother. I'm not your parents. I'm not going to clean up after yourself. Have some goddamn integrity and clean up after yourself. Have some fucking respect for yourself and the people around you and re-rack your weights. It is not that difficult and it's horseshit that you have other people do it. It's embarrassing and if I ever fucking see people do it in the gym, I always call them out and I don't really care. I can be an asshole and that shit fucking pisses me off because I spend more than 10 to 15 minutes every fucking morning cleaning up other people's shit. I do that enough at my own fucking house. I don't want to do it when I go to the gym. That is my my sanctuary where I want to fucking take everything out that I have that's going on in my world and just separate itself. Re-rack your weights. It's, it's not fucking hard. Um, so, that's where we're at. I'm cursing and yelling, so my kids are probably going to wake up now, which is great. Um, sad news from Major League Baseball. Two former players died yesterday in Venezuela. They were playing in the Venezuelan Winter League. <laughs> you like that transition? I go from fucking losing my mind to, oh, sad news. Uh, but I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, Luis Valbuena and Jose Castillo, uh, they were 33 and 37. So, again, I, I mentioned it earlier about getting offended and getting upset about other people's opinions and people not agreeing with yours and that dude people life is short man these guys were major league baseball players professional athletes they're playing in their home country in venezuela in a winter league and they said that the car hit a rock and flew off the road and those two guys died the driver survived but 33 37 
I mean, you know, you know, getting jammed up by little things and things that upset you and everything. Just move on. Try and make your your life the best life that it can possibly be, and and a happy life. Don't hold grudges against people. Don't don't let the little things jam you up. You know, if something didn't go right for you, you know, that's life. You you just have to kind of roll with the punches and use these cliches. But you kind of just have to you have to, and you just have to move on. And just work on making yourself happy, and that's what's important in life, man. It it, it can be short, it can uh, it can give you tough times, but I promise you, the good outweigh the bad. And if you surround yourself with the right people and the positive people, it, it it'll be a good life. So so make yourself happy, live your best life. All right, I'm gonna wrap up here in the next five minutes or so. Here are a couple things that have gone on that I want to talk about in the world of sports uh college football playoff clemson alabama or alabama clemson notre dame oklahoma my my prediction is and uh this is going to sound terrible because it's going to just come out as a bias alabama and notre dame are going to play we're going to have a rematch from the national championship a few years ago and hopefully this time notre dame actually shows up to the game because the last time they played in the national championship notre dame shit the bed and alabama steamrolled them uh, down in Miami in the Orange Bowl, it was embarrassing. So I'm going to go Notre Dame, Alabama National Championship, and uh, as we get towards the later later in the month, I'll make my predictions as those things come through. As the playoffs come through, uh, I might be wrong, and we'll have a different national championship, and I'll I'll give my uh, best guess at that. Best guess at that. Heisman finalists: You have Tua from Alabama, Tyler Murray from. Um, why do I keep on saying Tyler? Kyler. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray from Oklahoma and Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. I think after watching the Big 12 championship game, Kyler Murray is going to win the Heisman. Tua, as good as he is, basically hasn't played the fourth quarter all season long because of Alabama just beating the shit out of all their opponents, except for a couple games. Hold on. And then also just getting hurt in a couple games. So um, he didn't even finish the SEC championship game. I think the Big 12 championship game kind of solidified that Kyler Murray will win the Heisman. Um, NFL, if you saw earlier in the week, Kareem Hunt was released by the Chiefs, um, which um, they didn't have to do. They didn't have to release him. The video came out of him hitting this woman and kicking this woman, which is embarrassing and and never acceptable i don't care what the situation is just again move on man like just fucking move on people like just walk away from it it's not difficult um people sometimes you just get caught up in these situations stupid shit you do but anyways the chiefs didn't have to release him but they did um and and this isn't something i read and it's it's my opinion on it and you guys might feel differently but they waited until he was on the commissioner's exempt list. So they knew that there was this incident in February. He did lie to them about the incident, so they, but they did know about it. And the NFL comes out and says, oh, they didn't give us, the police didn't give us the videos, but the police have come back out and they're like, well, we would have worked with them. So the NFL never really pushed it too hard um, either. And, and it gets to my point here. Um, so they waited till he was on the exempt list, which means no other team can pick him up. Which says, basically, and what we've all known for years, is that winning is always the most important thing when it comes to these teams. Not doing the right thing. Now, I do think it's the right thing that they let him go. He put himself in a terrible situation. He needs to work on himself as a man and as an individual and really evaluate his life and potential anger issues that he might have or hold. But they wait till he's on the commissioner's exempt list before they release him. So no other team can pick him up. And that's just a nod of the Kansas City Chiefs going, yes, we're going to do the right thing of releasing him, but let's wait and make sure nobody else can pick him up because we still want to win. That, to me, is a little troubling, and it really kind of shows that our glorification of athletes still trumps a lot of just your overall morals as an individual. Never hit a woman. Never hit a woman. That was what I've always been taught, and that's what I teach my boys, and I live that as well. Never hit a woman. 
be the bigger person. I get it. Situations pop up. You do stupid things. You say stupid things, but never put your hands on a woman. And the fact that the NFL still has this issue with players and not just the NFL, but any professional sports has this issue with these players. And I, and I don't know if it's because we put them on these pedestals. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not in that world, but from an outsider's perspective, it baffles me that these guys can do these things and these teams will still keep them on their rosters or they'll release them, but not until certain things happen. So no other team can get them because, you know, let's not do the overall right thing. Let's make sure that we protect our ourselves from win, from losing, potentially losing by somebody else. It's, it's frustrating. It's a, it's a little sad, especially as a, as a husband and, and a parent now it's, it's sad. Um, Final thing in sports, Seattle got named to be the 32nd NHL franchise. They're going to join the NHL in the 2021-2022 season. They have not, the city of Seattle has not had a winter, uh, uh, Seattle, where it's cold and rainy nine months out of the year, ten months out of the year, has not had a winter sports team since 2008 when the NBA left to go to Oklahoma City. So in ten years... In 10 years, they haven't had a winter sports team. They're not going to have one for another three years, right? It's 2018, yeah, another three or four years. So 14 years they're going to go without a winter team. Um, Nolan's birthday, we're having it this weekend at Chuck E. Cheese. Weather permitting, we're going to find out today if uh, we're going to be able to keep it because we have this winter storm coming that's supposedly going to bring ice and snow. And when that happens, the city of Charlotte shuts its ass down. We do not go anywhere. School will be canceled for three or four fucking days. Uh, I'll be working from home because I won't be going in the office because the roads will be covered with ice. It is basically madness in the city. So uh, it's this weekend. Hopefully we can get it in. If not, we're going to reschedule, which the little guy is going to hate. But um, we'd rather... uh, be safe than sorry. So we're going to find out today from Chuck E. Cheese if we have to. Um, final thing, I'm going back to sports. Talked about it earlier. The Nationals got Corbin. So now where's Bryce Harper going to sign? And here are the here are the things that I've heard the favorites. Phillies, Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, White Sox, and the Astros as the dark horse. I want to know what you think. Shoot me a message. Let me know where you think Bryce Harper's going to sign. That's all I got. That's my two cents worth. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Great weekend. I will talk to you soon. Another episode is going to come out on Sunday. It is my friend Steve Fielding, uh, British Steve. We talk about his journey from the UK to the US and becoming a US citizen and how that all transpired. And uh, it's a really great conversation. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. Bye.